Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and a great holiday, but welcome back to another episode. I don't have any updates before we jump in. Do you guys have anything to update before we get going? Yes, I knew that there was one. (laughs) I was like, I know there was something. I know there was something. So in our holiday celebrating, we were looking up different uh, like Yule Log videos online. And through HBO Max, they had just a whole bunch of cool ones, including like a Calcifer Yule Log from Howl's Moving Castle and like had the Harry Potter fireplace and things like that. But in that whole category, they had just different ambiance things. And so we discovered my new favorite docuseries, which is uh, is called A World of Calm. And each episode is like 15, 20 minutes at most. And it's narrated by just various celebrities. And It was really nice just kind of going through and watching some. Like they had one about snow that we watched specifically. And then they had other ones that were like about trees or about um, pasta making or woodworking, like things like that. It was really fun to watch through. Nice. That's awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, we looked through a couple of different funny uh, log compilations. There was actually one on uh, HBO Max that was the Rick and Morty log, and it basically yes. was them sitting in a fancy room <laughs> watching. Inter- they're they're watching TV. They're watching interdimensional cable while there's a fire going. <laughs> it's, oh, it was dumb. <laughs> um, also, I said I didn't have any updates. I lied. We have an email. <laughs> I forgot to look until right as you were talking, Shadow. I was like, wait a minute, email. <laughs> forgot to check. <laughs> I'm definitely in in uh, vacation mode. I'm, I'm yeah. way off my game. <laughs> we all are. Uh, we had an email from Catherine. Uh, she says, hi, favorite friends. Such a wonderful episode this week. I loved hearing all of your favorite Christmas stories. I just wanted to chime in with a couple. The first is a set of books called A Story a Day Till Christmas. They are filled with short stories that you can read one a day during Advent. They're a nice mix of religious, secular, and traditional stories. The other is a book called The Ginger Bear's First Christmas by Nancy P. McConnell. It's about bears made of gingerbread that come alive and help a family get ready for Christmas. In looking back at both of these, I'm realizing they both came from the current company, so my parents must have ordered from them a lot growing up. Happy holidays, happy new year, and thank you all for everything, Catherine. Catherine, thanks for the email. Those those both sound really interesting. I'll have to see if I can find those. That's all that's all the updates. That's everything <laughs> nice. we got. I promise. <laughs> Anything else? Should we jump in? No, let's, let's jump, jump in. in. All right. This being our last episode of 2022, uh, coming out right before New Year's, we thought we better do something New Year's-ish. So we're going to do a bit of a uh, a roundup episode. So we're going to do our favorite things from 2022. Kind of our version of a best of, but we don't do best here. <laughs> That's right. Our favorite of. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so we were we were thinking about uh, not necessarily even something we specifically talked about in an episode, but just our favorite things that we uh, either th- things we did or things we saw, things we just whatever things we enjoyed enjoyed um you know experiences or or media or whatever uh throughout the year so uh yeah shannon you want to kick us off sure it was interesting because i kind of i started off by kind of making a list of media like you know the movies that came out this year or shows or albums or things like that but then i also just went through my photo album and just kind of went month by month and kind of looked at the highlights of the year. And I mean, New Year's is always a really nostalgic time for me anyway. But I was like, I did a lot of cool stuff this year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to start off with just some personal stuff from the year. One of my favorite things that I did is I went on a couple trips. Um, in February, Alex and I went to Bryce Canyon for Valentine's. And it was amazing because it was like the perfect time of year to go because there it wasn't crowded at all and it was beautiful because we had a mix of the snow with the red rocks that were there and it was the first time either of us had gone we're really excited to go back and it was a nerdy reason alex was playing a lot of horizon zero dawn or forbidden west (laughs) and so we were like hey they go to bryce canyon and fight things down there we should go (laughs) so (laughs) nice but it was it was beautiful and it was so much fun. And then in June, we went to the beach house and did our family reunion in California. And that was just a blast. And it was fun being with everybody. And I just, I love the beach and the ocean and being able to be there for so long was a ton of fun, in- including the time before and after hanging out with family at Aaron, your house and a little at Nolan's house. And that was fun. And uh, then in November, just last month, we went to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving with my in-laws. We went to go to 
um, sort of like an art exhibit called Omega Mart. And it was incredible. It was a really cool experience. Alex and I and his younger brother, Elijah, we stayed for hours <laughs> and just had a blast. So we, we did some fun trips this year, and that was definitely a favorite of mine. Yeah, I definitely overlapped with some of those that I was going to talk about. Yeah, the amazing beach house and the preparations that Aaron and Stephanie did. They led the reunion this year. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. Now, now I want to go to Omega Mart as well. <laughs> yeah, check that does it sound out. amazing. Oh, we would go back in an instant. So <laughs> you tell us when, we'll go. <laughs> and for, I, I know a large percentage of our listeners are family. So all of you already know this, so you can, you know, skip <laughs> ahead a little bit. But for anybody who isn't family, who's listening. Um, so we, we started doing family reunions a few years back uh, because all of us listening live in different places. In fact, when we started, Sean, weren't you living in Texas when we did our first one? I, or were you still in Utah? I can't remember. Um, no, I was in Texas for the the first one. That's right. Yeah, because you did live in Texas for a while. You're 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 not in Texas now. But you know, between us and California, you were in Texas. We had people in Utah. We've got uh, Kristen in Minnesota. Like we we were all over the place now. And so we thought, well, we never see each other. Uh, let's organize actual family reunions. And so every other year, uh, different people in the family take turns planning a reunion. And so the very first one, our parents planned, and we went to this amazing cabin uh, in in kind of. What, central Utah, I guess, uh, and uh, spent a week there all just hanging out together, and it was amazing. And then two years later, Nolan and Teresa's turn, uh, they planned a week-long trip to Yellowstone. And so we all, you know, kind of met up from our various areas and drove up to uh, Yellowstone and spent a week there and had some incredible adventures and a couple uh, close encounters with a bear, which was really... Yes. I still have nightmares about, honestly, but it was really amazing. Um, glad I had the experience, but it was it was it was awesome. I'd never been to Yellowstone before; it was super cool. And so, uh, 2020 was supposed to be me and Stephanie's year to plan it, and uh, we were going to do a beach house uh, out in Oxnard, which is by Ventura, right out right on the beach. And uh, of course, summer of 2020 everything in the world was canceled. So we postponed and it was supposed to be 2021, but then the pandemic was still not great. And uh, so we postponed again. So it was this summer, 2022, that we finally got everyone together and we rented this beautiful beach house right on right on the beach uh, in Oxnard. And uh, it was just a blast. And even though we, with all our postponement, all of our preparations, we still had a bunch of people get COVID, but we still had a great time and a lot of fun on the beach. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a good time. So that was definitely uh, pretty high on my list of favorite things that happened this year. Yeah. Uh, aside from, uh, it's, I always love seeing family. I love, I love whenever we're, able, we're all able to actually get together because we're all, you know, as as you can tell, listening to the show, we're all good <laughs> friends. <laughs> so we have a good time <laughs> together. Um, but also, I just, I felt like my soul needed to just like live on the beach for a week <laughs> to recharge and all that good stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Um, now that we all talked about the same thing, Shannon, do you want to pitch another? Or Sean, <laughs> well, do you want to jump in? Or was what do you, that what do you going think? through or was that just piggybacking? I, we didn't. I don't know. Next? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just maybe I'll just add a little bit about travel, too. And it's not even that I traveled the furthest or or the most in my entire life. But it just it was so refreshing because I personally had not traveled much for the last mm -hmm. couple of years. And so that trip was amazing. I actually went out a little bit early, got the, the VIP tour from a Warner Brothers employee who's also on this podcast. <laughs> um, went, my, went to Disneyland for the first time with my kids. Went to, it was my first time going to see the, the Star Wars area, kind of the Galaxy's Edge stuff. I mean, there was all kinds of just random stuff, though, too. Like earlier in the year, my wife and I just needed to get out. And so we found this random Airbnb, which was literally a sheep trailer and in like somebody's backyard. And we went and <laughs> slept there and it was awesome. And uh, and then later in the summer, we drove. We were kind of crazy to do so. but We drove all the way out to Minnesota. We stopped at Mount Rushmore on the way. I went camping with with my my family for the first time, my like immediate family, we had gone camping growing up. I had gone in a long time. But anyway, yeah, it just felt it felt really good to to get out um, a little bit more. Well, we 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 kept going on and on about Shannon's first thing. What else do you got for us, Shannon? You want to go on or you want us to take <laughs> well, a turn? No, that's fine. Just yeah. Aaron, did you have something? Because Sean also had mentioned travel. Did you have 
something or do I go back to the top? No, that no, that was my that was my big travel for the year. Um, I, I got to do a couple of fun things with Stephanie. She uh, she goes to a fair amount of conventions with her voice acting, and uh, I I did get to go to a couple of those more more local, you know, Southern California ones. Um, but those were really fun to go to with her, and uh, uh, that those were my those were my big travels for uh, for the year. Was nice. was the reunion was the biggest one for sure. Well, I guess kind of then going with cons. Um, we went to well. We went to an event. I was going to say a couple events. We went to a an event. We were able to go see my brother, my brother, and me live when they came to Salt Lake, which is another thing. Back with the pandemic, they paused all of their live shows, and then they were able to start them back up with vaccination requirements and mask requirements. And it was such a funny night, and it was so good. We've seen them once before. Last time they were in Salt Lake. And we've talked about them a couple times on the podcast. It's the McElroy family, and they have their podcast that they get together and do that really is kind of the podcast that got me into podcasting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we were able to go see them. And just the other event that I was able to do this year was a big fundraiser for my elementary school that I work at. And they do it every year, this uh, fall festival fundraiser. And it really does fund like most of the stuff from the PTA for the year. But as a teacher, I had to volunteer to run a booth and they had a reptile booth. And I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Like, just kind of go help out the guy. And, you know, there's snakes. Snakes are cool. There's lizards. Lizards are cool. And it's like on the sign up, it says it's reptiles. And so the kids were all asking, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be spiders and stuff too i was like no 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 it's just reptiles Reptiles. no there were spiders too (laughs) it ended up being massive spiders massive spiders it ended up being such a blast because um i guess in the past the teachers that have signed up for this booth it's pretty hands-off if you want it to be that you can go and just make sure the kids are doing the two-finger touch or that they're waiting their turn or if they've been there a really long time to give other kids a turn and just kind of help the guy out as needed. But he just legitimately had like two big old long tables with like snakes piled up in one end. And he was just kind of like <laughs> wrangling them and keeping them on the table. And then on the other hand, he had a couple or on the other side, he had a couple lizards and a couple of big old spiders and um, uh, hissing cockroaches and other gross stuff. And so between me and then the parents from my class were supposed to volunteer as well. So we had three adults there, but it was such a popular booth that the guy running it was constantly like handing out and taking back snakes from kids. And then the parent was helping with the lizard. And so I was like, well, here are these spiders. (laughs) What do I do with these spiders? And I don't know. I went all for it. And so I was just, I was covered in spiders all night and handing out tarantulas left and right to kids and it was so much fun <laughs> like i didn't think it would be you sent to marco polo and i of, of you holding a very large spider and i was shocked it popped up and i was like <gasps> yes. what is happening <laughs> yes. it, it genuinely freaked me out the first half hour of our uh festival i would like kids would ask to hold the spider and i'd go to reach for it and i just could not so i'd be like i'm so sorry could you like he'd be covered in snakes so like i'm so sorry could you help this kid with the spider and at some point i was like okay 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 i can do this and like it was one of my students moms actually that she came up she's like so little bobby from your class that's not his name They're like yeah little bobby he dared me to hold a spider do you think i can do that and i was like you know what tell you what if you can i can so i reached in to grab it to hand it to her and that was the push that i was like okay i can do this she can do this i can do this we can both do this Wow. Well was, done. You did it. Yes. I did, did it. Job. And it was a ton of fun and a fond memory of good, the year. Good job. Very well done. So the only other personal accomplishment I wanted to talk about as a favorite for the year is one that actually happened pretty early in the year, happened in May. And, uh, you know, it was it was early in the year, um, but it was it was later in life for me. Um which was that I had a mullet and <laughs> it was it so good. <laughs> and it wasn't like a like a, a nice like cool soccer Euro mullet or a hip mullet of any kind. It was just it was kind of like, you know, as far as mullets go, it was on the shorter side, but as far as haircuts go, it was on the gnarly side. <laughs> so 
Anyway, that was kind of a lifelong dream to have a mullet. And so <laughs> that was definitely a, a favorite uh, for me uh, from this year that I'll, I'll, I'll cherish for the rest of my life. <laughs> that is pretty great. Well, I guess I, I should jump on there then as far as like personal accomplishments or whatever. Um, uh, as I mentioned, you know, our travels, we we went all the way from Los Angeles to Oxnard. You know, like our, none of my travels <laughs> were further than about an hour and a half away from home. And the reason is we bought a house. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. part of part of. Uh, uh, getting the house purchased and then uh, renovations before we moved in and then moving and further renovations once we've been in and trying to work like crazy to pay for it and all that sort of thing kind of meant that I just didn't go very far from home this year. <laughs> um, had a busy year, though. But we've we've been so thrilled with this. It's it's uh, you know especially living in Southern California, there were times where we questioned whether or not that was even going to be a, a thing for us. Um, but we were able to to stay in the area we wanted to stay in, and you know we 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 slightly compromised. We could have been further away from things and gotten a little bigger bigger house, but we we found a house that's still big enough for our needs, very close to to my work and close to all the studios where Stephanie works and um, has a beautiful yard. And we're so thrilled with that. And it's just, it feels real great to have a place. And I'm, I'm just very happy about that. So that's, uh, that's definitely, you know, if I look back over the years to, to 2022, I think the highlights are probably going to be buying the house and then finally getting that, that reunion done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Those were both huge. And it is such a great house. You've got a beautiful backyard. Thank it's you. Nice. We we love it. It's very good. <laughs> Smaller, but also big. We didn't buy a house, but we bought cars. <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> job. Yeah, it's wild yeah. to say cars, plural. And like, <laughs> we really debated over whether or not we were going to do that. But both of our cars within a week of each other died. <laughs> oh, and we were no. like, well... We were looking at maybe getting one new car, and now it's we need to. <laughs> so <laughs> we got new cars, and for me, it was kind of a big deal. I've never had my own car before, actually. So my first ever car I oh, got. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. And it's a cool one, too. It's not something boring. It is cool. Yeah. Well, look at us, guys. We're, like, doing things. We're, like, living <laughs> life. <laughs> Well, on a less important note, I did also list some of my favorite movies and TV shows and things like that that I enjoyed from the year. So do we want to shift into that or is there other stuff you want to talk about? Well, there was one other thing that's not not personal, but also not really media that I'm not sure where where it would fit. And that is, it was a big year for space. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Man, so cool. So much cool stuff. So I'm going to count the James Webb Telescope, which um, actually launched on Christmas Day in 2021, but took quite a while to get out to its spot. And I, I not a lot of people realize this, but that telescope is very far away. You know, not just like further than Hubble. It's like the moon is, is, is super far away. It's almost three times as far away from Earth as the moon is. It's a million, one and a half, um, wait, why does it say 1.5? I think it's supposed to be million, <laughs> 1.5 million kilometers from Earth, um, which is pretty nuts, uh, you know, not only how far that is, but makes it very, very difficult. It's not like, you know, during the space shuttle era where we could just send up a space shuttle and, and have somebody do a mission to fix something. Like, yeah. it's just way out there. Like, we've never sent a human that far into space ever. Yeah. Well, and I'm bad with the kilometers to miles uh, conversions, but like the moon is 238,000 miles away, like 238,000. It's not, it's not even a million. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, that's a, it, the telescope is way out there. It's way out there, but boy, the imagery it's sending back is incredible. It's very incredible. The next one, and, and I, we, cause we could spend most of an episode probably on space stuff, but I figure I'd just throw it out there. The next was the success of the DART mission, which was. I feel like, in, you know, telling my kids later, I'll be like, I was alive for the first planetary defense test um, against asteroids that was carried out. And it's pretty nuts, too. So, you know, we talked about this telescope being launched to 1.5 million kilometers out there. Well, the spacecraft was launched. It took 10 months to go 11 million kilometers from Earth in order to run into a target that was only 
a little over 500 feet wide, um, which was an asteroid that was orbiting another asteroid, and they wanted to see if they could change the orbit of that asteroid. And it was a success. They did. They changed the the orbit of it. Um, I don't remember what the orb the full orbit time was, but it it changed the orbit time by 10 minutes. And so, anyway, just this idea of being able to basically play a game of darts from for, you know, 10 months throwing something that's going to hit 10 months later and then measuring that as, as a way to defend Earth from, from an asteroid or other large object, you know, that, uh, for example, likely caused dinosaurs to go extinct, right? So, yeah, anyway, it, pretty incredible. It was so cool to watch that mission unfold and, like, there was video of it from the spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. so amazing to watch. That is wild. And it really was cool for me to think about that because, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the, the theme of so many disaster movies, right? Armageddon right. and Deep Impact and whatever of, of, oh, here comes the killer asteroid that's going to come destroy everything. And, and uh, you know, it's always been, like, kind of a movie plot sort of thing of, like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to, like, nuke it or what are we gonna, how are we going to destroy it? And like, it was cool that like they were able to take this theory of like, well, if you hit it with something or if you collide something with it, you can potentially change its, uh, its orbit, its path. And, uh, yeah, even though this is a very, you know, small scale, even, you know, talking still millions of miles and stuff like that, but on a small scale, able to prove like, yes, we can do it. So, you know, NASA's got a pretty good handle of what's out in space around us. And you, you once in a while will see news articles of like, hey, this asteroid is going to have a, a pass close to Earth. It's still like, you know, millions and millions of miles, not even anywhere close to as close as the moon, but like they see what's out there. So if we saw something coming, that's like, Oh, this could be trouble. We actually have like demonstrable proof that we can fix it or that we can try anyway to fix it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, if, if, if we were to launch something up, even, you know, even a nuclear missile or something like that, just outside our atmosphere, it's really going to cause more problems than really help. And being able to, you know, change the trajectory of something again, several million miles away is, 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 is the way to go. Yeah, for sure. So the other one to call out again, because we could talk about a lot here is Artemis one. Um, yes. Mission that, that completed not all that long ago uh, was a 25 day mission launching the Orion spacecraft, taking it around the moon um, and back through our atmosphere uh, for touchdown in the ocean and like going through a ton of different tests in order to in order to get things ready for um actually having humans return to the moon, which uh, hasn't happened in a very long time and is also very, very difficult to do. Um, I also just sent you guys a little GIF, which is uh, just is one simple illustration of the complexity of, of this. Like when I think about it, I kind of look at the moon. I just imagine this rocket. It's like just put as much fuel as you can on it, launch it to the moon, <laughs> then send, you know, hit the gas the other direction and bring it back, right? But you know, in layman's terms, this little this little gift that I sent is showing it launch, the window being the right time so that it goes towards you know the moon, but that it also slingshots around the moon, and that slingshot doesn't just send it directly back to Earth, but actually gets it into an orbit and sets it up in order to do the full slingshot back towards Earth. Because literally, even with the amount of money that went into this, there's not the ability to just hit the gas then go in reverse and hit the gas back because of how far of a trip that is. Yeah. So anyway, I just, is just blows my mind. So anyway, yeah. big year for space. No, it's, it is incredible. Yeah. And like the Artemis, uh, uh, the Orion, uh, spacecraft was aboard the, you know, the, the space launch system and the most powerful rocket that has ever been launched in the history of humankind and all that sort of thing. But you know, it's way more powerful than even the biggest rocket gravity, <laughs> the orbital yes, mechanics that went true. into this sort of thing <laughs> is, is totally beyond. I'm, I am a dunce at math to begin with, let alone orbital mechanics, but you know, they, it just was incredible to see, and it was kind of, to me, it was really awe-inspiring seeing this rocket take off and knowing, like, the next time this rocket launches, it's going to have people on it going to the moon. And then the time after that, it's going to have people on it going to go land on the moon, right? Like, it's 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 crazy to, yeah, to think that of that. Because I love watching rocket launches. We, we talked about on the YouTube uh, episode about my, my one of my favorite channels, this NASA spaceflight that live streams uh, rocket launches. I love watching, you know, SpaceX rockets and, and uh, uh, you know, all, all the different all the different rocket launches that are going on all the time but it, it's something a little extra special when 
there's people on it or there's going to be people on it. And especially this, this SLS uh, space launch system is really spectacular. It was really cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, and there's more stuff too, right? Falcon Heavy launching again this year, having not launched since 2019, I believe, and that going pretty well. They still haven't recovered all three boosters, but getting closer on that. And anyway, just all kinds of cool things going on. It's fun to follow, even though sometimes it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> you pretty much heard everything I know about, <laughs> about them because they are, like you said, Aaron, so complex. Oh man, it's so cool. I love it. One th- one thing I was hoping for this year that didn't happen is I was really hoping for the first uh the first starship orbital attempt. Um yes. uh, SpaceX with their their Falcon 9s that launch really regularly, the kind that come up, you know, go up and then land back on either uh the back on uh landing pad near the launch pad or on the drone ships, but uh, o- over 50 by the way this year I believe is what it was. Oh, it was, it was an incredible which, which pace. Is, they were which launching not so many. It was crazy. And there's there's more coming before the end of the year. But yeah, Starship the big one uh I, I was really really hoping they were going to get in their orbital uh their first orbital test before the end of the year but uh it unless they surprise us all with one in the next you know five days or so <laughs> i don't, don't think they made it this year but but hopefully soon that'll be a that'll hopefully be a 2023 highlight as well <laughs> yes yes for sure <laughs> i'm trying to think what else do we got i got a, like i said i've got a bunch of movies and tv shows but was there other what other cool stuff happened this year i was gonna say yeah most of the rest of my stuff is all just uh TV shows. What a what a year for space. Yeah, and that's like an actual good productive thing. But it was a good year for television too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Entertainment has an important place in our world. And I don't say that just because that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk real quick. You know what? My, I think one of my favorite movies of the entire year. I was I was I was making a list of some of the ones that I watched this year that were really fun and I went back to a movie theater for the first time in many years uh, just the other day, but I think uh, my favorite movie for the entire year was probably Turning Red from Pixar. It was a good one. It was really, really good. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's uh, the story of a uh, Chinese-Canadian girl and uh, her friends, and uh, she's she's uh, kind of it's kind of a coming of age. And whenever she experiences strong emotions, she turns into a giant red panda, which is <laughs> exciting. <laughs> um, I I thought it was such a funny movie. I loved the animation of it. Like Pixar, we all know Pixar can really knock it out of the park with the realism, right? Like you, we've all seen, you know, the, the water and the, you know, the wind and the hair and the, uh, the fur on things and whatever, like they, they're able to create this incredible realism. And I think the thing that they have done really fun with the last, uh, with turning red and with, uh, with, uh, why is my brain stopping to work? The one where the boy is also a fish. What was that one? Oh no, you said it and then it left my mind. Uh, Senor Lu- Ferrari. Lu- Luca? Luca. 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 Yes. The, the thing I think is so Silencio funny. Silencio Bruno. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I think is so funny with Pixar, with, with, uh, with, they started with Luca, I think, and then with Turning Red especially, is obviously they have the incredible animation quality, but they've almost like gone, gone back to the roots of cartooniness, you know, like the reactions and the facial expressions and even the yeah. movement of the people like is very comical and very silly. And, uh, I feel like it, it heightens that level of like the, the comedy of, of, of things. But yeah, Turning Red was really, really good. It was a movie that was started pre-pandemic and then went through a bunch of stuff during the pandemic. Uh, all of the voiceover was recorded remotely. None of the, none of the work was done in studio. It had some uh, delays in coming out a little bit. But I think it was very, very good movie. One of my favorites of the year. Oh, yeah. I actually have missed a lot of movies. I, I, I watched some TV shows this year, but that's one on the list that I still need to go and watch. So glad to hear it has a strong recommendation. I highly recommend it's it. Very yeah. Good. Very, very good. Yeah. I got uh, more, but yeah, I give you a turn, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know I'm a big old Marvel nerd and Marvel released a lot this year, actually. They really did. Um, yeah. Like I was going back and looking and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder and Black Panther Wakanda Forever all came out this year, yeah. <laughs> which is wild a to me. A big year, yeah. Yeah. It's but then, arguably, I would say their stronger stuff were their series on Disney+, Plus, which was Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Ms. Marvel, which were all three, I thought, very good. Moon Knight was probably my favorite of the three. Uh, yeah, probably Moon Knight was my most favorite, then Ms. Marvel, then She-Hulk. But I liked all three of them 
quite a lot. And it was just, yeah, it was a big year for Marvel. And I really like the direction they're going with all of their series on Disney Plus because I feel like it's really giving us a good chance to really dig into the stories and not be stuck to that two hours of storytelling. And we're really getting to have a much better character arc, I think. And I don't know, these little limited series or what do you what do you call them when they're like long episodes yeah limited series <laughs> or limited mini, series. mini series yeah yeah i have really been enjoying those and there were a lot this year but those three were some very good ones yeah those were super super good um another movie i really really enjoyed which is also animated is the bad guys from dreamworks have you guys seen that one it looked really good i hadn't seen it guys you got to go see it it's i think it's very very funny really really good stuff so it's the it's the story of it, it's in a world where there are, are humans and anthrop- anthropomorphic uh, animals uh, kind of living side by side and it's a basically a crew of villains um uh, wolf shark tarantula um snake and uh oh who am i forgetting Anyway, but they're they're bad and like they're the bad guys and like they're always like everybody knows that they are like these villains that like rob banks and you know pull off these heists and all this stuff and uh anyway they're in the middle of one of the one of these jobs and uh wolf who's kind of the 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 leader of the pack or the lead oh, i didn't mean to say that the leader of the group um because <laughs> they're not all wolves um he, he's trying to steal an old lady's purse and unwittingly like saves her from tripping and she like oh says oh, you're such a good boy for helping and pats him on the head and suddenly his tail starts wagging uncontrollably like what what is this <laughs> and it kind of plants in his head like oh maybe being good could be kind of kind of cool anyway and it's it there's a lot more to it and they go through a lot of these different you know plot twists and heists and stuff and it's very fun but i thought it was such a good movie and the animation was very very funny and and very good and uh i don't know i just thought it was a it was a very fun a very enjoyable movie and uh you know i tend to lean into i lean toward animated stuff anyway but yeah i definitely like that one yeah well it's based yeah, the on looked really funny for that yes yeah well and it's based on um a series of children's books by the same title, The Bad Guys. And they are very popular. And they're one that, yeah, like my students were all really excited for those book or for the movie. Cause they're like, oh yeah, that's my favorite book. I'm so excited for the movie. And I'm like, that's really cool. It was really good. Oh, Piranha. That's the guy I was missing. Ah. Uh, yep. Wolf, Shark, Snake, Tarantula, Piranha. I didn't even know there they were children's books. I'll have to check those out too. <laughs> yeah. Just more and more to do. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Oh, one of my other favorite movies from, the, well, I'll just say this. Some of my other favorite movies, there were there were a bunch of good ones. Um, I recently saw Top Gun Maverick in theaters. It was, I went to a, a, a I didn't get to see it when it first came out, um, but I saw it when we had a, an industry uh, screening. And boy, of, a, of the movies to go back to a movie theater for, that that's the movie theater experience there. Like watching, like sitting, sitting in the big old theater with all the surround sound and all those jets and the sound and the loops and the twists and all the craziness like it was that was a fun experience even you know it i know it was a lot of callbacks and a lot of nostalgia and stuff that, that definitely played into that movie but it was fun to see yeah. um i also really enjoyed glass onion which was uh the second in the knives out uh series from ryan johnson um we saw that over thanksgiving when uh my parents were in town and that was really really good i, I love a good whodunit kind of a good mystery movie and this one was very good. Uh, it is on Netflix. Uh, it is a Netflix production, and it's on there now, so uh, you should go watch it if you haven't, because I think it's really good. Sean, did you have any movies or series? I don't have. I don't have any movies. I. I, I figured you'd go towards TV shows. I'm I'm the only the only one I even finished was, but uh, maybe it's just recency bias. Maybe I'll remember after after all of them that I watched. But I did watch um, what is it season four of Stranger Things? And, oh yeah, and yeah, Shannon, it kind of resonated a little bit of of not quite TV and not quite movie. Like mm-hmm. I know that's not exactly the way you were saying it, but the kind of this idea where it had big budget, it was the most expensive TV series, and then was eclipsed very, very quickly and made look very, very small from the budget <laughs> of of uh, what's it called? I just forgot. The Rings of Power. The Rings of Power. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm getting, from, I'm, from getting from, I'm getting to that. Uh, one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> 
anyway, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And we've Rings of Power is one that we're still going through. I've really enjoyed it so far, uh, but we keep getting interrupted and it's so epic. It's like, oh, we want to, we <laughs> yeah. want to, we're like saving it for the right time. So let's yeah. talk about Rings of Power. <laughs> yeah, let's do. Let's talk about Rings of Power. I've got a couple of TV series on, on my list, but that's definitely up there at the top of Rings of Power. Even though Rings of Power has gotten such mixed reviews, visually stunning. The dwarves, amazing. The Harfoots, delightful. I love the Rings of Power. <laughs> Same here. And honestly, um, you know, even even if you if you can just, which we can, we can just throw out all of the criticism from the racists who are like, "There's no black elves." Like, well, yes, there are. <laughs> Read the books. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but even if you throw that out, I I I sort of understand some of the criticisms. Like, I know, so I heard from a few people, and I, I sort of agree. Of like, you know, the pacing maybe could have been shifted a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, you know, it was not a perfect series for me, but, but, oh man, <laughs> you guys, it was so good. And I feel like it picked up exactly where Lord of the Rings left off as far as visually really building this entire world, right? And in fact, at one point, Stephanie walked in and caught me just in tears as I was watching <laughs> this thing. The The thing I think is so amazing about the Rings of Power is that it's the first time we get to see anything from the Second Age. And for anybody who's not a, a uber- Tolkien historian like I am, let me just explain. The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit take place in what's called the Third Age, where Sauron is the big the big bad guy. But like the Third Age, like it, we're thousands and thousands of years into the history of Middle Earth. Um, you know, when they go into the mines of Moria, everything is, you know, deserted and destroyed and whatnot. But even even in like Gondor and the kings kingdoms of men and whatever, like all of these buildings are already ancient by the time we get to Lord of the Rings, right? So in the Rings of Power, though, in the Second Age, we're getting to see some of these things that actually were in their prime, right? And and that was one of the one of the moments when Stephanie caught me just in tears is when you first get to see Moria, the the city of the dwarves, and it's not all in ruins; it's right in its prime, and the the you know the architecture is all fresh and new, and the the you know with the lamps lit, it's like this beautiful, glorious place. And it, it was things like that all throughout the series that I kept getting to see and just being like, oh wow, look at this and look at that. It was amazing. Um, but yes, I love the characters. I personally loved what they did with Galadriel. I love, she's already one of my favorite characters in, in the Lord of the Rings, you know, legendarium. And I love to see her being like tough and a leader and a warrior. Cause I think she totally, she totally is. It totally fits. The dwarves, Durin and Dissa are perfect in every way. I will accept no criticisms of them. They're perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I loved it. I loved it. I'm super excited to see what the second season brings, which they're already filming. So, huzzah. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get more. <laughs> well, I got, I've got time then. I got to finish the first <laughs> season before the second one comes. We follow too many nerd accounts on TikTok. So there have been some things like the Marvel series and the Rings of Power and stuff like that, that it's like, oh man, if we don't watch it when it comes out, the next day we have to just not be on the internet because everybody's (laughs) talking about it. Yep, yep. Which, following that, Star Wars also did excellent this year. We got the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which I enjoyed a lot, and Andor, which I loved. So... Yeah, I really enjoyed good. those two. And and again, on Obi-Wan, I thought that series was really great. It was so good to see uh, that, again, that time period is not a time period that you really have mm-hmm. seen in any other Star Wars uh, movies or shows or anything. It's that 10 years um, after the events of Revenge of the Sith and, uh, you know, getting to see Obi-Wan in that role and getting to see some of these different places. And again, Young Leia, I will accept no criticism. She was absolutely perfect in every way. The end. <laughs> she was so good. She was so good. And I also had this thought. I uh, Once upon a time on, I think it was our bassist episode, we were talking about Flea. And Sean, you mentioned how he's an actor as well. He's in the <laughs> yeah. first, like, two episodes yeah. of it. And as soon as he popped up, I was like, hey, I know that guy. He's yeah. a bass player. <laughs> but he was great. He was really good. <laughs> Um, and I just finished Andor, and I I also really enjoyed that one as well. And I'm I'm really excited to see uh, what the next season brings. Oh, for sure. You got other shows you want to talk about? I got some more. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I had just a couple of uh, honorable mention ones. Uh, Heartstopper was one that came out this year, and I kind of had mentioned that it was based off of a web comic that I discovered this year that I just loved. It was really good. 
a new season of Letterkenny came out today, <laughs> and I have not watched any of it, so that's why it's an honorable mention, because I'm sure it's good, but I haven't seen it. You like the rest of it, so it's a safe bet. <laughs> but. Yes. Um, but the last show I wanted to really talk about was definitely a new favorite of favorite shows for me, which is Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max, and it's the story of Steed Bonnet, who was an actual pirate in history, who was a gentleman bored with his life turned pirate. And all of the pirates had a gimmick, so he decided his would be the gentleman pirate. And that's very simple, simplifying history and the show. But <laughs> it's the story of how he's trying to be a pirate, but he doesn't have a taste for blood. He has a taste for tea. And he meets uh, Blackbeard, who is played by Taika Waititi. <laughs> and <laughs> the show was just hilarious and heartwarming. And the actors were all incredible. And it was a really, really great series. And I think it might be getting a second season. I'm pretty sure it is. I hope that it is. It was very wonderful. So... You've recommended it to me a couple of times over the year, and uh, I I definitely need to get to it. It's on my it's on my queue. It's in the list. So hopefully coming soon, I'll I'll get to check that out. The second season began filming in 2022 in New Zealand, Ooh. and the season was set to wrap this month. So hopefully things are going well for them. Nice fingers crossed. <laughs> so I hear two kids crying. I may oh, no. need to jump again, but I can I change topics here for a second yes. and then yeah. Put over. So one of the favorites I have to call out uh, from this year is Corn Kid. Oh, not... yeah. <laughs> the Corn Kid. <laughs> if you've not heard of Corn Kid, I'll give you a little bit of background, which um, you you probably have seen or heard Corn Kid in one form or another. Um, he started uh, this this young kid being interviewed as part of uh, uh recess I, therapy I, yeah i'm not sure what to call it i was gonna say yeah i, I don't know if it's like a, a show or a program but, or whatever to call it but basically where they go and they interview these these young kids and get pretty funny answers and stuff like that so yeah this group recess therapy and just had this hilarious interview and about this kid who just loves corn and talks about <laughs> anyway the flavor and describes it so lusciously and just loves you it can't imagine a more beautiful thing <laughs> a more beautiful thing and then it was a few weeks later that um i should have written down his first name but there's a another social media group out there called the gregory brothers that one of them went and put some music then to the interview and the song has gotten so popular and i i I, I've seen, I, I've not heard it myself over the radio, but I've I've seen where some radio stations have played <laughs> it, or it's just so popular and it gets stuck in your head. So anyway, I'll have to include the links, but um, that's definitely a favorite from 2022. Yeah, he probably was, out from left field, but so he good. was that song and him were everywhere on TikTok for a, for a while there. Yes. Was like oh, yeah. every video had had the it's corn, you know, song yes. on there. <laughs> well, and. It went on to be really great for this kid. I think his name is Tarik. I don't know how to say his name. T-A-R-I-Q. Um, but because of the success and viralness of the video and the song that was made to go with it and everything, he and his family actually got a lot of funding from that. Like the money was given to him for like a college fund, basically. Oh, that's and awesome. And it has like really oh, wow. helped this that. family. Like it's really cool. That's very cool. I like that. Well, his grandma, I think is who it is, who's sitting next yeah. to him in the interview. It's just, <laughs> just laughing, laughing at how corny and funny he is, you know? <laughs> oh, it's so great. All right. I don't hear the crying, so we can, I can either say that again later or we can go back to. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> no, all, that's, it's all great. All good. Uh, no, I love it. I was just going to go back real quick, back to the the, the TV thing, as, as long as the, the kids aren't crying still. <laughs> um, uh, two just quick shout outs. I really enjoyed The Sandman. I feel oh, like yeah, that, that, one was that show was really, really good. Uh, is based on the, the graphic novel, uh, is graphic novel, right? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, based on the graphic novel by Neil Gaiman. Um, it uh, it was a really really good series, not just because I worked on it, but <laughs> because <laughs> I think it turned out. That's actually, I don't watch too. everything I work on, partly because there's a lot, and partly because there's a lot of things I work on. And I'm like, eh, it's not my style. But this one I thought was very very cool. Um, it's on Netflix. It's 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 very like dark and brooding and stuff, but but really really good. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah, there are some episodes that made me squirm, but yeah, there's <laughs> it def- was good. There's definitely some squirmy episodes, but there's also like some really beautiful episodes. Like, oh, yeah. uh, not to not to give anything away. This doesn't spoil anything big, but the episode where he he lets the guy live forever and checks in on him every was it yes hundred years hundred years, years that was such a cool episode. It was like really interesting and really cool and. You know, made you think about like why we do things and you know human nature and stuff. It was really cool. Anyway, yeah. Well, and I thought the episode with death was really beautiful too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just you know, for anybody who knows nothing about the plot or anything, but it features these almost deities. They're not actually, but they kind of are in charge of this realm, and it all starts with a D. So there's dream and desire and death and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was very good. Really good show. Do so having not seen it, does is every does every episode stand on its own, or does it? Uh, it follows an overarching plot about the character who uh, dream himself. Yeah, and so it all kind of builds on his story. And definitely, the later episodes wouldn't make sense if you don't watch the first one. But yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely kind of a, a through story. Some are more connected to it than others, but there is kind of a through storyline on it. And then the other show I wanted to call out is uh, a show that I was I was saving for when we did our uh, adult animation uh, episode. One of one of these days we'll do it. It's a show called Primal, and season two came out in uh, 2022, and it was really really good. So uh, Primal is um, an action horror show. Actually, it's animated um, by Gendy Tartakovsky, and if you oh, know that guy's yeah, name. Samurai Jack guy, right? Samurai Jack, Dexter's Lab. Um, mm. He did the Hotel Transylvania movies, or the, at least the first one or two, maybe all three. Anyway, um, you know, a real, a real legend in in uh, you know animation, especially with Cartoon Network. He's been involved in Powerpuff Girls, um, so his his animation is really popular. But Primal is is a very interesting show. The first season, uh, even the very first episode, was just hooked me. Um, it's it's brutal. It's, 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 you know, graphically violent and stuff. Um, but there's actually the first season has no dialogue at all until the last episode. And even then it's, you never actually get any English in the whole show. So it it takes place in an anachronistic timeline, which basically means like a, a out of order, non-chronological. So it takes place in this prehistoric world where there are dinosaurs and people and all of these different, you know, it's, it's like this prime, primeval, primordial world, but everybody's kind of in it. Um, and it takes place, it revolves around the two main characters, uh, Spear, who is a Neanderthal. He's kind of the main dude of the series. And then Fang, who is a Tyrannosaur-like uh, dinosaur. And uh, like the very the very beginning of the first episode, Spear's out hunting. He senses something is wrong. He runs home to witness his wife and children being eaten by dinosaurs. And so he goes into a rage hunting down the dinosaurs and we witness a very similar uh, uh, scene with this T-Rex defending her family and most of them are are wiped out and there's this bond that develops between Spear the Neanderthal and Fang the dinosaur and then they have all these like adventures and and battles together on the same side. He's like he's riding this dinosaur with a spear and it's very it's you know very crazy. <laughs> But anyway, the second season came out uh, in 2022. It was really, really intense. It was very, very good. I highly recommend it if you're okay with, you know, some some rated M stuff. Again, there's no there's no bad language because anybody, the only time people ever speak, it's in, you know, other languages that we can't understand. There's no subtitles. You, it's, you never know what anybody says. Um, but it's, it's, it's violent. <laughs> That's why it gets its rating. But it's violent. But it's, it's very good. So anyway. Had to shout that out real quick. I mean, speaking of violence, uh, volume three of Love, Death, and Robots also came out this year. Oh, that's right. It did, didn't it? Yeah. (laughs) That one gets an honorable mention for me. It was good. Yeah. Really good. And if you never watched that show... Watch the latest. Watch the latest stuff first. That's I, I accidentally stumbled on some of it, and I didn't. I didn't really care for season one, but I had actually watched some of the later stuff. Now a couple of them are are sequels, but the later yeah. stuff. Anyway, each episode being totally different, 
in general. There may be like what two or three that have like sequel episodes, if you will, yeah. or something. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, that's it for my uh, honorable mentions there. Um, actually, I think that's it for my that's it for my list. That's all I wrote down for this one. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Shannon, I thought you were going to talk about Paramore, a band that had not, yes. had I thought, been broken up. And yeah, then now I was going to say. Came out with the first song in quite some time. Yeah, just a couple of quick things. So, yeah, Paramore released their first single in a while after kind of taking a break with 2020 being what it was. And Haley Williams did a bunch of solo stuff. And then they released their single, This Is Why. And then Under the Radar, they also actually released another one, The News. Uh, which came out a week or two ago, I think. It was wild because oh, they just... I haven't even heard it. Yeah, no, it was... They posted something on their Instagram story of, like, a countdown to a new song within, like, a couple days. And then, like, a couple days went by and, like, also, hey, by the way, here's our song. <laughs> and, like, have said nothing about it since. <laughs> That's pretty great. I like that. Oh, wow. Yes. Had some good D&D moments. I made a new character for a new campaign this year who's a massive fear bulg. Um, he's, he's the Lorax and <laughs> I really like him. <laughs> oh, so, that's good. <laughs> and like, it's part of a campaign. It's the Icewind Dale campaign that like it's eternal winter. And so the basic quest is you're trying to bring back winter. So his whole thing is he wants to bring the flowers back and like he goes to a village that has bees and so he like gets really into the bees <laughs> like <laughs> he's a really good character um we went to our first real salt lake soccer game and that was a lot of fun mom and i started going for walks over at the lake by our house and it has been an adventure every single time we've gone walking <laughs> we've seen <laughs> all kinds of different birds we saw a guy spear fishing one day and like wow there were some deer that just like live over in the trees by the lake even though we're nowhere near the mountains so yeah, it's been fun that's great See, and i wasn't even gonna uh, mention it but i feel like a little kid one of the more fun things from this year was i bought one of those electric scooters that you see like 12 year olds oh yeah around on. <laughs> those things are great man we uh, it kind of jiggles your brain with those tiny <laughs> wheels whenever you go over bumps but but it's it's a lot of fun so <laughs> anyway different different highlights of to to remember as favorites yeah it's funny the little things coming back now that we're actually talking about it we uh stephanie and i celebrated our 14th anniversary and uh to celebrate we went and saw elton john in his final concert at uh dodger stadium oh, yeah. which was actually i didn't realize until right before the concert was that it was actually going to be live broadcast on disney plus but um i was thrilled to be there it was so much fun and it was crazy good like i can't believe at his age how good he can sing it is incredible he He's was incredible. so good um so that was a pretty crazy night it was a lot of fun to see that and 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 also cool to like you know to have been present for his like his final concert yeah. of his final north american tour and i was like wow that was really cool we were there so definitely fun yeah that's incredible that you even got in yeah. <laughs> to be honest Steph, but, stephanie yeah, got the tickets so <laughs> props to her <laughs> she did good that's, yeah that's awesome <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I, we could probably sit here and, and remember things all night long, but I guess we probably ought to wrap it up. As usual, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at the favorite show podcast. Let us know your favorite memories or favorite things that you did, favorite things you saw, favorite things you got from 2022. Um, also, let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. We'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. Go listen to Old Lang Syne and then you'll feel better. It's a beautiful song. Happy New Year. <laughs> it is a beautiful song. I love yeah, it. I hope you all have a great new year. Yes, hope you all have a great new year. Hope you all had a fantastic 2022. And uh, let's, let's keep the good stuff rolling for the next year. Uh, and until then, my name's Aaron. Sean here. I'm Shannon. Talk to you all later. Bye. To the music. <laughs> Lovely. That was nice. That kind of sounded like an old timey radio or something. That was great. Yeah, there we go. Echo of the past. Echo of the past, right there. <laughs>